Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to sit down and chat about mental health with amazing humans. For this episode, I'm so pleased to welcome Lucy Williams to the conversation. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you. So very brief introduction from me, and then I'll ask Lucy to do the official proper introduction to who she is, what she's doing. Um, So Lucy and I met uh, about three years ago, a mental health first aid training course. She came along as one of the wonderful delegates. And I always remember Lucy was a a really involved participant, and she's got a great background that's going to help these conversations around mental health as well, seeing things from different perspectives. Won't steal too much of your thunder there, Lucy. But we've stayed in touch since. Uh, She even bought me lunch at one point, which was just amazing. And, And we've just sort of kept in contact which is lovely I really enjoy continuing conversations with people especially as they're sort of evolving their their processes or their thoughts around mental health too so Lucy welcome lovely to see you do your real introduction who you are what you do yeah so I'm Lucy Williams um I'm a work in progress and I am splendidly imperfect um and I am the mother of two beautiful boys uh who are nine and eleven and I have a lovely husband called Michael and um, I'm also the owner of the little HR department. So I up on my own a couple of years ago and went freelance. Brilliant stuff. And I love the fact that you introduce your yourself first, your real self, the, the, the real side of you. Yes. Those who know me will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> brilliant okay that's great so as always these conversations there's one big question and then we'll work out a conversation or chat around it so your journey with mental health your story your life what you've been through or what you've been doing um you define it I'm not going to tell you what to say of course and yeah just let you go so I'll give you the the time to talk about what you need to talk about good well I did want to start by um I had a few words I put together okay um and then I'll talk about the journey Um, So yes, I'd like to share. My kids don't eat organic quinoa. I've forgotten to pick my kids up from school. I've never baked them a birthday cake ever. I always buy them. I still take antidepressants. I don't read parenting books anymore. Uh, I have worn different shoes to work. My kids have been at one at school doing PE in uniform because I've gotten their PE kit probably more than four times. Um, I can't keep up with WhatsApp or the multitude of demands around me. I don't make costumes. Everything is courtesy of Amazon. Uh, Last week, I got cross with my son and called him an arsehole. My mental health is good now, and I know where to go for help. I run my own business, and it's going really well. I'm loved by many. I have raised two happy, well-adjusted, kind boys who know and understand that humans are not perfect. I'm doing my best and I am splendidly imperfect. Brilliant. I love it. What a wonderful way to open. <laughs> so there's many parts to that. Yeah. <laughs> You're, we won't talk about the shopping one. The, the no, I just felt about. like, do you know what? That's the real me. Splendidly and imperfect. my mental health journey is all about, um, I, I guess, moving into the role of mother and motherhood yeah. and then balancing that with my career. Um, so yeah, that was just some words about what it really feels like for me day to day and all the mistakes I make (laughs) and all the highs I have and all the lows I have. So yeah. 
Amazing. Well, what a wonderful sort of insightful way to to put it out there. And I've not seen somebody do it that way, which is just great. You know, it's brilliant. It really is refreshing to to sort of hear and, and, and those imperfect parts as well. And you're right. You know, that's what we all are, isn't it? None of us are perfect. None of us have got it all pinned down. Um, so that journey, let's talk about that then. So if that's OK, how and when did things change or start or you, you continue that? Yeah. Conversation? So I think for me, it, it sort of coincided with having uh, my first son, Sterling. Um, I, I think up until that point, I'd had a relatively stress-free life. Um, you know, I was happily married. I was doing well career-wise. I'd just done my master's degree. Um, I had great friends. You know, I'd never had to sort of be under a huge deal of, of pressure or really worry about much. I always felt like I was quite calm. Um, relaxed kind of person um, and I was so delighted to be pregnant like it's I wanted my whole life to be a mom it's totally what I aspired to do but I think just the reality of it when it happened was a bit of a shock right. um, and it started in hospital because I had a c-section um, I got into labor I had a c-section and I was in, in a lot of pain in hospital and the care was questionable um, my son wouldn't breastfeed. Uh, it got to the point where uh, I think we were like two two days in by by this point. My son hadn't fed. Uh, he now wouldn't wake up. It wasn't till you know I'd had like three hours sleep in you know several days, and it wasn't till my husband came in and you know I was like a complete mess. Um, and he kind of got the doctors in, and suddenly yeah he wouldn't wake up. Uh, they sort of stripped him down. They in the eventually, thank God, they gave him a bottle, and, and it was all a bit of a panic. Right. Um, and it was several days before I ended up going home. Um, and I think, you know, the fact he wouldn't breastfeed, all of that, and it was a bit traumatic. We got home. By the time I got home, I was a mess. Um, and I thought, well, this isn't what I planned. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to be this perfect mum that you know breastfed, and you know we we. We'd go home after 48 hours surrounded sort of by Disney birds and, you know, it was all going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, this is not what I planned. Um, and, you know, I think we, we found our flow when I got home and it was good. Um, uh, you know, I was sleep deprived like any anyone mum would be. But I think at this point, it's just where the anxiety started. Right. Um, and it wasn't that bad at this point, but it was definitely there. Um, because I was sort of trying to be this perfect mother and, you know, you, you get advice from, oh God, I mean, the health visitors, the, um, midwives, your friends, your family, you know, I did a search on Amazon the other day just to see how many parenting books there are. Take a guess. Oh gosh. Um, there's going to be more than 10, right? I reckon. 70,000. <laughs> yeah. That is incredible. Right. So that? I thought, well, is there any wonder? You know, you're a parent. People start you by books and all this. And, and you know, is it any wonder that people are starting to feel anxious about being a new parent? It's, yeah. um, it's really difficult. And I think for me, it was just, I, I'd gone sort of at the time from the top of my career to suddenly, I should say, I'd gone from the city to shitty nappies. And the transition, it was suddenly just, you know, a totally different life. Um, and and with, we then moved 
when Sterling was about six months old and I we moved to Farnham I didn't actually know anyone um we don't have any family nearby so actually I felt really lonely um you know Stells and I were we're good buddies and everything but it was really lonely yeah. and I think you know there's there is also a lot of pressure around you like you know I go to the park and if we got out once a day we were doing well and you go to the park and there's mums like jogging with babies in their buggies and making organic quinoa with a craft business on the side and you right. know frankly if we were both wearing pants and we managed to get out we were doing well amazing yeah <laughs> um and then so I went back to uh work when Sterling was about nine months old and that's when the stress really started to go up a notch or two yeah um because I was really obviously sad to leave him um, and worried about leaving him and what effect it would have. And, and then you've got all these mums who are staying at home, looking down their nose at you on, you know, oh, you're a working mum, you know. Um, and then you've got the judgment from work, like, you know, or you're not, oh, you've got to go home to your kids. Oh, you've got to leave at five, what, you can't stay. And I, I just found that all really hard. I felt, you know, real guilt for leaving my son and real guilt work-wise for having to leave early because I was such a conscientious employee and mm. you know I'd always just stay till the work was done and I was commuting to London which in hindsight was ridiculous um you know rushing back to get to nursery and everything and I, yeah I, I felt it was it was a lot I found it very tough and you know my husband unfortunately works in a in an industry where he didn't have any flexibility to help me so really you know it was all on me um so I, it was just a lot um and obviously you're not getting any sleep either I can remember going to work when you know my son had been up seven times in the night and you're literally on the train like a human shell <laughs> yeah definitely yeah um and then having to go to work and try to you know whatever you're doing train people or hold meetings or put you know, on the show just, right yeah, yeah and i show. know every working parent in the world will yeah. uh, including yourself will totally understand what i'm talking about it's mm. it's not easy um so then I, I had my second son in 2011 and we made the decision you know pretty early on then that i wouldn't go back to work because it was just you know it we for our family we we just knew it'd be yeah. we thought it'd be easier if uh, i was at home um so I I gave up work um and I was at home with the two of them but actually that is when I started to feel really ill right um I thought that being at home and not having the pressure of work would would make everything okay actually the reality was you know two under two or they were thereabouts at the time yeah. um I did start to feel really ill um it, it was conscious that constant anxiety about sort of keeping them alive and keeping them um well but also I just started to feel really down um you know to the point that I kind of felt numb and you know I'd go out on a beautiful day you know I had good good days as well like I equally was loving being a mum on the good days but then I you know occasionally my you know on the weekends I get a break yeah. and go out for a walk and I can remember going out for a walk and it was the most beautiful sunny day and I just felt nothing I, I just felt you know completely kind of monotone um 
and it wasn't really you know I went on for ages you know I just didn't ask for help I didn't really talk to anyone I think it was it was probably when a, a mum friend of mine opened up about her own mental health journey okay um that I thought oh my god <laughs> that's what's happening to me Right. Um, and perhaps what's happening to me isn't normal and perhaps I should go and get help and stop sort of pretending everything's okay because actually you know if you pretend everything's okay because I am typically such a positive person yeah. and I just banged on and pretended everything was all right and you know so if you do that people will assume that you're okay yep. um, so it was a long time before I asked for help um, and eventually I went to my doctor and told her how I was feeling and all the symptoms and stuff. And she diagnosed me with depression and put me on antidepressants. And, you know, she said to me, she sees it a lot in parents, new parents. And, you know, the pressure of being a parent and juggling things is very real. Um, but, you know, I also felt really embarrassed and really pathetic because I thought you know here I am a Surrey mum I'm so lucky I'm not working got you know happily married two beautiful boys you know something that people crave for their entire life and some people can't have and I'm lucky you know we're not worrying about money and all that kind of stuff but I'm feeling so low so I kind of felt embarrassed about it mm. and you know the, the doctor said to me I should go for counselling and stuff and it was a long time before I did that too because I just thought well what's the counsellor going to think about this pathetic housewife you know right um with depression but I did I did eventually go and it was helpful and you know it turned out it wasn't just what was happening right now you know there was things in my childhood that I perhaps hadn't dealt with or that you know when you're a parent things can come back up from, yep. from your childhood when you sure. sort of change roles and things so you know I worked through that and um, I'd say then I started to feel a lot better uh, quite quickly mm-hmm. um, which was amazing um, where to next <laughs> yeah so yes and, and also you know it's it's amazing today to, to be chatting to you because you know, this was what, seven years ago. I, I mean, I never thought I'd be in a position or feeling comfortable enough to share this with anyone. Yep. You know, there was a time where <clears throat> there was a time where I wouldn't have even shared it with my family or my friends. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal and, and lovely to be in a place where now I've totally accepted it and I'm at peace with it. But also I, I feel it's so important to now share yeah. it with other people because I think, well, if one person watches this and thinks, you know, get something out of it, then it's it's worthwhile. And you know, we're we're not all perfect, are we? And everyone's struggling in their own uh, their own different ways. So, yeah, it is. It's so true. And I think, you know, thank you, thank you for sharing all of that. And and by talking about it, it does help other people. It will help other people. You know, that's the key to all of this, isn't it? Is is you mentioned it in your little bit there in your story around the other person when they said about it. It gives you that thought of okay i'm not alone and and recognizing that so so thank you for sharing that i feel very yeah. uh, very privileged to sit and to listen to you talk about it and like you oh, say you. seven years ago you and were, actually you know these you days were. i'm much i'm much more open about it like if Brilliant. you know i've had other friends that are 
uh, you know, having babies and going through all of that. And, 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 you know, sometimes just by saying, you know, when I was dealing with all of this, yeah. I ended up with depression and they're like, really you, you know? Yeah. And I say, yeah. And then some of them have shared, you know, their concerns with me and things as well. So I have, yeah, I, I have been in my personal life. I've been much more open about it. Yeah. Work life. I didn't find so easy. Okay. Um, because I was very concerned about the stigma associated with it. And also, should I go on to the next bit of my yeah, do. story? Go for it. Um, so, yeah, the next bit, um, I, I guess after a couple of years at home, I, I again thought I'd feel fulfilled being a, a mum at home. And I didn't entirely. I just felt I love my time with the boys, but... I, I miss my job and I miss doing something else. Yeah. Um, so I found a, a part-time job locally, which is where I ended up working in the same building as you. Yeah. Um, in Camberley. And I absolutely loved it. Um, it was like the total best of both worlds. I uh, got a couple of days off with kids, but all, equally I was at work and loving my job. You know, great people, all of that. Um, there was still the mad juggle of, you know being a mum and work and everything yeah. um but I think as over the years my role got bigger the company was growing um I started doing more hours and equally the kids were getting older their you know their clubs and their lives were getting more involved and I was doing all of it so yeah. I think again and this is the point where I met you Matt uh and I've gone on the mental health course actually for my profession, because I was head of HR and I thought it was really important that, you know, uh, especially considering my background, but also there was a, a girl at work who was having crippling panic attacks and I kind of wanted to be able to help her with that, but also I just thought it was really valuable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I we were doing the stress bucket exercise. Mm. I don't know if you want to explain that to everybody. It's a bucket that we put all our stresses into and it has a tap attached to it. It looks a bit like a sheep for anybody that knows it or seen it. It looks like a sheep's head. Um, and the idea is that you release stress by using either helpful or unhelpful coping mechanisms. And of course, the best one is to use is the, is the helpful. Is that about right? And then if it doesn't, yeah, get, we if it doesn't to, get released, it goes over, doesn't it? And it flows. Yeah. Out. And you, we had to write down everything that yes. was stressing us. Right. Yeah. And I just remember there was like, I don't know, 10, 15 people on the course. And yeah. I look, I started writing everything now that was stressing me out. And I was still going and I looked up and I realized everybody else had finished. Right. Yeah. That happens sometimes. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was still writing. Yeah. And I, and I suddenly felt really choked right. um, yeah. that day and thought that, that, that I've just realized that the balance isn't good again. Mm. And I wasn't feeling 100%. Um, so, yeah, it was about that time that I then. I got kind of got an offer from somebody to work freelance yep. part-time, which is something I'd always thought about doing eventually. So that was kind of when I took the leap. Yep. Um, yeah, to go things on my own. Amazing. Um, and, and so far it's been amazing. You know, I, I just needed that extra flexibility to yep. sometimes be at home working and also, you know, just to, you know, I, I can drop the kids off I, I go to work, I can pick them up um, and then I come home, they're of an age now where I can do a couple more hours whilst they're at home. 
um and it just works it just works for our family it's yeah yeah it's much better brilliant and then you know and and wishing all the best to the little hr department moving you know into the future and it, it was it was fascinating that you sort of talked about the stress container and the activity there because it's it is such a critical point in that training i think that helps people to realize you know what we've all got so much going on in our lives in different ways and some people have got it quite compartmentalized and some people have just got this whole thing of massive lists of things going on with the knowledge you have now right so about mental health and that journey you've been on because you've obviously been on a journey that you've experienced lots of things do you find that helps your role with what you're doing to to give you the right sort of motivation or passion power whatever you want to determine that to look like how do you feel that's working now what my my mental health journey yeah yeah with the work that you're doing because obviously from an hr perspective yes no i do um Definitely. I mean, you know, the organisations that I work with, I, uh, you know, I can advise them on how to handle mental health for people in their uh, teams and also to think about well-being um, and whether they have some, you know, a, a strategy to support employee well-being. So, yes, absolutely. But I think also just as an HR person, professional, you know, I have a real, funnily enough, invested interest in flexible working. Yep. Um, you know, I set up a Facebook group, sorry, not Facebook, LinkedIn group the other day about, you know, po- let's say yes to uh, flexibility post-COVID. Um, and that's something I really believe in passionately is, yeah. and not just for, you know, not just for working parents. I think at the end of the day, do you know anyone who's looking forward to going back to commuting five days a week? No. Neither do no, I. <laughs> no, nobody at all. I don't. Yeah. I don't actually know anybody that's looking forward to go back to commuting at the moment. Yeah. So, so you know what? If we can, if we can find a balance that works for both yeah. parties, then let's do it. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. And you know, and you you you've lived that experience, right? So go back to those days when you were commuting. How did that feel for you? What was going through your head? I know you said about the empty shell, the sort of you know seven times a night waking up, but but yeah. You know, then expand that or extend that along a, a longer period of time yeah I mean I think but you know I, I enjoyed it more when I didn't have the pressure of sure. having to be home at a certain time of course yeah. you know sometimes it was tiring but I'd you know read books on the train and yep. and everything but yeah I mean latterly it was just nah yeah yeah because I was just up against it time-wise yeah. so much and it was just so stressful yeah so stressful but yeah equally you know it's my husband commutes now and he's he got one day a week working from home before covid which was like you know extraordinary for his industry but i think you know they they might now get two days okay working from home so so that gives that flexibility hopefully to to the future of it i think there's a movement towards that isn't there for many i hope so i just think for anyone you know if you have a couple of days at home and you're able to just get out and yeah walk or run or you know be outside shove the washing in in yeah. lunchtime you know all of it it just oh. helps us all feel a bit more in control of things and a bit less overwhelmed Hopefully. it's just having the ability to switch off isn't it i think that's the thing it's it's making sure that flexibility doesn't mean i work all day it means that i can work 
you know in pockets or pieces that I need to to do my job and yeah I think that's going to be so critical isn't it so there's a lot yeah. of trust element in there there's a lot of oh my god there's loads of things to talk about I'm sure there's a million other things and if anybody does want to get any support or advice or help I'm sure they can come and talk to somebody like yourself Lucy they certainly can they certainly can um so couple more things we're well into the sort of the last parts of this now but I do want to check in with you how was Covid for you how has the pandemic been for you as a family and you know how's your experience of that been a roller coaster okay <laughs> honestly yeah absolutely yeah uh I think there were times at the beginning where I was loving it with my hands in the air thinking this is great I don't have to do yeah. the school run and we're baking and yeah other times I was holding on for dear life mm. uh, I want to get off yeah. um yeah it's been really nice to spend time as a family uh at the beginning but then equally no family yeah. should should spend this much time together no. <laughs> we've all been at home you know we found it really hard and the kids have found it really hard sure um yeah I, I mentioned to you the other day that my son got really really down he's you know he's nine years old he's trying to you know going going to school on a computer yeah um he's missing all his friends he you know he's been quite emotional and quite down recently so yeah yeah it's just I think enough is enough now but I think it's I think there's a couple of things I think it's made us it's made us all realize the importance of human contact which I knew already but you know we've never been in this situation before have we so whereas I think some people think oh wouldn't it be great to work at home all the time yeah now what do you think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well it's been an, it's been an, a huge social experiment right so absolutely we yeah can, we can absolutely and yeah. then so there's the human contact which yep. is obviously so important and yeah what that does to your mental health and your mood and and everything and then for me the flexibility piece about you know yeah uh yeah you know it's been an experiment that actually it does it can work to work from home yep. so do we all need to be now going back to five days in the office no i think that's going to be individual as well isn't it it's 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 such a difficult question to answer for everyone because there isn't an answer for everyone it is about how do you feel lucy and how do i feel about it and 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 each person will define that differently because some people really need to be in an office because they just don't have the facility to work from home and and it's just being honest and 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 conscious i think is the thing isn't it this work from anywhere or work you know from it's got to have a model that says it's okay to come to the office as well and you know and I know a lot of companies are sort of shutting down offices in many ways because they're saying well we don't need that because we've proven yeah. for a year that we yeah, don't yeah and there's there's a big boost in the kind of uh you know local flexible office space as well yeah, exactly yeah and so we're seeing a lot of that hotels are moving into that domain right now you know they're, they're renting mm. out rooms as you know bedrooms for meetings you know that's yeah. what they're going to be doing so it's fascinating um, I'm not sure I agree with that from an HR perspective <laughs> well I don't think they're leaving the beds in I'm not sure I don't know I, I'm not involved in those conversations I was just reading an article about it um so the future let's talk about the future because obviously you've been through experiences you've got you know lived experience now you've got knowledge of these things and where you're heading what's your plans what are you thinking about the future oh gosh that's a good question um yeah. it doesn't have to be three five years time it's just what's your yeah thing? no I think so I think you know business is going really well and I'm really yeah. enjoying that and I uh, I I'm definitely looking to grow that mm-hmm. um perhaps 
you know taking on other people and growing it but you know I'd, I would do it slowly because you know I'd, again I don't want to reach that point again where I'm completely overwhelmed yeah. so I need to make it work for you know for all of us in this house um but also I think giving back um okay. I, I mentioned to you I'll I'll plug it now my um I don't know if you can see it, my mate HR. So with a a lovely um, local HR consultant called Tracy, who I met in lockdown, we set up my mate and HR together. And it's at the moment, it's just a LinkedIn page. But uh, the kind of reasoning behind that is everybody needs a mate mate in HR. And we put lots of kind of ideas, advice, insider knowledge uh, onto the page. and as a way of giving back um, and, you know, I think we're going to do webinars and things like that where we will share, you know, perhaps if you've been made redundant, how does that feel and how you can get through it and sure. tips on interviewing and getting a new job, um, progressing your career, all those kind of things. Um, and we're going to start, I think, doing some podcasts where we get other people to share, I guess, similar to what you're doing, but mm-hmm. um, some, their career journey. Okay. Um, and kind of what that's been and what they've learned from it. Um, so definitely some giving back as well. Brilliant stuff. Well, good luck with all of that and good luck with the business and with the, the, the uh, social venture that you're doing and stuff. So um, I'm sure it will be amazing. We're at the end. Um, I'm going to give you the floor just to say the final thoughts, whatever you want to say. Um, but just want to say a huge thank you, Lucy, for agreeing to participate in this with me, to sit down and have a chat and just become sort of one of many amazing humans that are telling their stories of their journey with mental health. So thank you. Any final thoughts or words? Well, firstly, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, it's been a real privilege for me to to speak to you today. And I think what you're doing is amazing you are equally amazing human um and yeah i think yeah in closing i would just say you know there's a lot of help out there if you are struggling with your mental health just ask and actually tell people you 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 know you make assumptions how people will react and actually it's not always how you expect um and yeah lastly perfection isn't normal it's bullshit (laughs) <laughs> love it splendidly imperfect i think was the, the phrase that yeah. i'm taking from this as well but yeah it's, yeah it's amazing um listen you've been great I, I've, I've loved chatting to you i've loved having you as a guest on here as well um as you say there are many people out there that do want to help and support the conversations and if you are worried if you are concerned and you do want to chat with somebody samaritans or other organizations of course do exist but samaritans is a is a really helpful place to just have a chat and have somebody listen to what's going on you can call 116123 uh any time of the day no there's always somebody there that's the most important message i ever want to send with these conversations or you could text if you want to text you can text to shout at 85258 um please do reach out if you're worried please do ask the questions please do know there's somebody that's there i'm always here if anybody wants to talk to me and i'm sure lucy would be more than happy if anybody did want to ask her any questions about her story Absolutely. as well yeah so thank you lucy it's been lovely to see you and great to catch up with you i'll see you soon thank you thank you